In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Please be seated. I can remember my first and last babysitting job as if it were yesterday. Fresh off my babysitter safety course, my neighbors two houses down hired me to watch their children for an afternoon. They wanted to watch 101 Dalmatians, so I figured out if it was channel three or four that the VCR needed and popped in the cassette tape. And over the next 90 minutes, we did everything but watch that movie. We read books and played games and ran around outside and the movie came to an end and they wanted to watch it again. <laughs> I thought for sure there was something wrong with those kids and so I called my sister and she came over and took over. I went home and gave her the paycheck for the day. It wasn't until years later when I had my own small children that I realized that little kids like to watch the same thing over and over and over and over and over and over and over again. Some of the shows that my kids like to watch were tolerable. Others got stuck in my brain and I could never get them out. I'm still on the hunt for who told my children about Caillou. I will find you, I promise. But one show that I particularly enjoyed was Daniel Tiger. It's a cartoon based on the characters uh, from Mr. Rogers' Neighborhood. And like most kids' shows, each episode had a theme based on some life lesson. In the case of Daniel Tiger, each theme had a little jingle that went along with it to help the kids learn the lesson a little easier. And one of the episodes that we watched a lot when our kids were little uh, is based ironically on the first time that Daniel Tiger is left alone with a babysitter. He's really nervous about having to go to bed without mom and dad and the the bedtime routine. And so they keep reminding him that grown-ups come back. And I will not sing it for you, save you the heartache. <laughs> but we sang that little ditty to our girls when we dropped them off to school or when we left them with a babysitter or even when I went off to work in the morning. And it became a source of comfort, a reminder that while we were apart for a little while, it didn't mean forever. We find Jesus offering the same kind of comfort to his disciples in our gospel lesson this morning. We're still in the Easter season in the church calendar, but we have traveled back in time in Jesus's life. And we are back in the upper room on the night before Jesus died. He and his disciples have shared a meal together. He has washed their feet. And now he begins to teach them and give them words of comfort that will sustain them through the challenging days ahead. Last Sunday, we heard Jesus tell them to not let their hearts be troubled, that he was going to prepare, prepare a place for them in his father's house and that he would be back to show them the way. But as the evening progressed, you can imagine that the tensions started to grow and Jesus went on to promise them that he would not leave them orphaned. Yes, he was going to go away, and it would be for a little while at first in his death and resurrection, but eventually with the ascension, he was going to leave them forever. But Jesus assures his disciples that God will not abandon them, that he will send another advocate 
who would be with them forever. And this advocate won't be in flesh and blood like Jesus has been walking alongside them, but this advocate would help the disciples continue to follow in the way of Jesus. The promise is forever in nature, so that means that we too inherit the promise that the advocate will be with us. But what exactly does that mean? We're, we're sort of used to the Holy Spirit, that idea we get. As described in Acts, and it's a little easier to wrap our minds around. And because of this, we often associate the Spirit with big things like uh, miracles of healing or speaking in tongues or those moments when our life of faith feels real and alive. But the advocate, or the Greek word paraclete, gets translated as one who walks alongside. The advocate is less showy, but it's the same spirit that filled the house that the disciples were in with wind and flame. It's the same spirit that Jesus breathed upon the disciples that first Easter evening. The advocate, the one who walks alongside us, Jesus describes as the spirit of truth. And if the lectionary hadn't split this lesson up into two, two different weeks, it would ring a bell for us, as I'm sure it did for the disciples. Because just a few minutes earlier, Jesus had told them that he was the way, the truth, and the life. Jesus, the truth, promised the disciples that the new advocate would be the spirit of truth. There is, Jesus is assuring them, going to be no difference between him walking alongside them, physically present, and the advocate walking alongside them in spirit and truth. This new advocate will teach those who seek the truth that is Jesus how to follow in the way of love. So for the generations of disciples who have tried to follow Jesus without him being physically present with us, this is exceedingly good news. And we know that someday Jesus will come back and restore all things into right relationship, but we don't have to wait for him to return to get started. We have the opportunity in the here and now with the help of the advocate to take our place in the ongoing community of Jesus's disciples to follow his example, to live a life of loving service to a world that can't see the spirit because it's too busy looking for power, privilege, and protection of self. We who seek to have the advocate walk with us are called to keep the commandments that Jesus gave, to love the Lord our God with all our heart and soul and mind and strength, and to love our neighbors as ourselves. Now, how we keep those commandments is different in every generation and in every community. But in Bowling Green in 2023, loving our neighbors might look like seeing and caring for our neighbors experiencing homelessness. It might look like being present to our neighbors in the towers who've been displaced by renovations and spend weeks upon weeks in hotel rooms, far away from their usual walking paths 
and bus routes. It might look like finding ways to address the lack of adequate mental health care in our community and the ongoing fentanyl crisis. It might look like continuing to recognize the ongoing trauma that our neighbors experienced in the December 11th tornadoes or the March 3rd windstorm. If we are willing, the advocate will help us see whom God sees and to offer the compassion of Jesus to the world around us. But none of that is easy. It might be a little easier if Jesus was here to point things out. But Jesus assures his disciples and us that with the advocate's guidance, we can follow in the way of love. I pray that we can find comfort in that promise, gain strength from the Spirit, and have the courage to reach out in love to the world around us in Jesus' name. In the same way we sang to our kids that grown-ups come back, we know that Jesus will come back one day. But in the meantime, with the help of the Advocate, there is plenty of good work to do for a world that God created, loves, and restored in the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus, who is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen.